Hello, Kangaroo Chasers. This is Mike Mihalwood. I'm sat for the first time ever in the history of this podcast next to Marco Carboni. It is awesome to be next to you, mate. And normally you go in the language of the nation that we're discussing, so you should be saying, G'day, Kangaroo Chasers. Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> nah. G'day, Kangaroo Chasers. Love it. G'day, Kangaroo Chasers. I'm a permanent resident of Australia now. No. Hey, congratulations, mate. Know, Good right? to have you. Um, and we thought... Even though we live in Australia, we write about the NRL. We watch a lot of NRL. We need to get some experts on, so we are here with the boys from Fifth and Last Podcast. That is Brock. How are we? Pretty good, pretty good. And Lewis? How you doing, mate? What's going on? Lads, thanks so much for um, for helping us out. Love listening to your podcast. I think I'm one of your OG listeners from like 10 years ago. Don't know how long yeah, you've been good. doing. We've got a few. We've got a few. Yeah, there's some diehards out there. Must have bleeding ears. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Brock, I think you did. I think you did my last rugby league World Cup podcast in 2017. So. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we've done maybe two or three together. I think at that time. Yeah, I think we used to do some Origin ones back in the day for the for the European rugby. I reckon the first time we did one, you were still living in the UK. No, I think I was just about in Germany. Just about. Oh no, you were. You're in Germany. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so um, fucking a lot of water under the bridge since then. Put it that way. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Couple of kilos on the body, couple of uh, Likewise, mate. years Likewise. in the bank. Um, but brilliant, yeah. So we're already hyped after the uh, NRL Grand Final yesterday and um, all looking forward to the World Cup now. So we, on the day of this record, we always like to tell people when we do it so that we can date that we're right at the time. Um, the world of rugby league squads that often goes wrong. Um, but we, we have seen the Kangaroo squad has been announced today. So we thought we will go through it. People can go and look it up. We'll put it in the uh, the Rose beautiful preview, which I've written. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd just go through the squad and then we can move on to some of the other thoughts about the World Cup afterwards. But you are a Kangaroos expert. So we thought we'd pick a team, 1 to 17, from the 24 that's been announced and just sort of go through position by position, talk about the players, talk about who we might have picked. So that's how much present. Let's do it. Have you got a fullback? Obvious that one, I think, for everyone. Surely it's Tedesco. Yeah, Yeah, everybody's got for Jens Tedesco. Uh, Michael Carboni, everyone's favourite Italian-Australian, is very gutted. He's not playing for Italy. um... (laughs) Very gutted, but good to see my cousin. Uh, We we like to say at fullback, no questions asked. The captain, first man picked. And, uh, yeah, it's an obvious one. But did you think there was a bit of a controversy, certainly in the the press conference with Malmeninga today, about Dylan Edwards not getting picked after he's just won... Man of the match in the grand final. Would you have brought him? And, and Mal had said that he needed a good performance to get picked. Yeah. And he wins player of the match. Does, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Careful what you're saying, Mal. <laughs> that is uh, something we'll move on to in a second. Mal Meninga's <laughs> interesting comments. But would you have picked him? Yes. Yeah. Do you think there's yeah, something absolutely. to be said for... You know, I think Mal said that he only plays one position, though he has played right wing. And I thought, I don't remember that. And it turns out he's played right wing three times, once once a year in three different years. So I thought either Mal knows a lot more about this than I do, or he's kind of making stuff, making stuff up as he's going along. And I'd like mm. to think it was the former, but it might be the latter. In the juniors, they used him as a six, as a winger, a utility off the bench. Like He could do a job on the wing if you needed him to. Um, yeah, like if you're going to talk about picking 24 and wanting some versatility, it's... You know, there's a couple of guys there we've obviously got that can cover centre, halves and fullback. So, realistically, um, you know, if you're picking Campbell Graham who can only play centre or wing, I probably would rather take Dylan Edwards. There's plenty of cover for centre. We don't need another winger. Well, yeah, I've got a theory on that, but we'll, we'll park that for now because we'll come back to it in a bit. But on your wings, who have you got? Oh, well, with what's been picked now, I'd say he'll have Addo Carr and Tuolagi. <laughs> So we were, we we differ on this. So we've got Fox on one wing. Uh, on the other wing, we've actually got Val Holmes. We well, know yeah, he's a specialist centre at the moment, but yeah, he's had a good season. Well. Yeah. I think yeah. Mal's a big man for incumbency. I think he scored five tries against Samoa in the last World Cup. But mm. what, he's hard to remember because he's been so good at centre this year that he, I think this was the first year he's properly played as a centre. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. So yeah, it's, I, just, your, I think your, your best mix is with him on the wing. With Adokar, definitely. Yeah, my thought again is, well, if that's the case, Tuolagi, Campbell, Graham, like I just think you, you've got guys there that cover centre. I just wouldn't take guys that are more so wingers. You're I trying to justify male selections. With <laughs> I'm not trying to justify his I'm trying to justify why I wouldn't have picked him. <laughs> so, so it killed me. I, I thought you were going to say you would go Val Holmes one inside because what we've gone for in our centres, we've got Burton and Mitchell because we think he'll keep the... That's what I got. No, I went with uh, Latrell and uh, Holmes. 
So you've got another Holmes Tarlaggy combination on the side. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Cowboys combo one side of the field and Latrell and Fox on the other. So we didn't even discuss that when we thought about the Doggies connection. Yeah, we immediately went to the Bulldogs the Cowboys connection, connection yeah. but not the Cowboys. So that's why your coaches and why not. But I'm glad, I'm glad Brock's picking with us, mate. That's a good sign. He's got all the same as us so far. So, Louis, if come on, the mate. Same, this world would be a boring place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. well, Latrell Mitchell, they'll have to come back from a big defeat today. Did you see that he, uh, they yeah. lost the Curry knockout final? Mm. This yeah, one the best. Can't buy everything, can it? <laughs> yeah, Ben Barber losing. This couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. <laughs> um, so, I think we're all going to have the same number six. I'm guessing. Yeah. Master. Is it the money man? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, m- more more words of wisdom from Armenenga. But who have you got for your seven? Oh, seriously, again, it's yeah. it's it's, oh. fuck, it's it's annoying me, but it's, it's clearing. It has to be clear. I don't know what Nathan Cleary needs to do to get picked for Australia at a seven, but DC. So he actually said in the press conference today that uh, DC has played a bit of six, and I thought the only thing that's more controversial than not picking Nathan Cleary would be not picking Cameron Monster. <laughs> so yeah. I just yeah, again, we, we've got thirteen debutants going. Incumbency means nothing because it's been that long. Um, for any talk that I heard about that leading into it, I just thought smash head on a table because that's just pure stupidity. Well, but you know, he's the best halfback. Was Cleary was Cleary even playing last time Australia played? That's a bit of a joke, but like he's, he would have been very early on in his first grade career. Uh, maybe second season. Yeah. I reckon he would have played yeah. Origin. In 2019, yeah. 2019, I think he would have been playing with Maloney, yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. It's 2017. Like so long ago. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does feel like a long time. You hear ago. someone saying incumbent to you, and you're just like, well, like incumbent for what? Yeah. So <laughs> and also, they lost last time. So yeah. you put the, if you lose the Tonga, you should be put in the... Uh... So, boys, we've all got Cleary easily, but is, is that where it's going to start? Like, Mal's probably going to more likely to pick DCE. Do we all agree on that one? No, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if he picked DCE. Yeah, that's, good. That's me personally. I think that was... Nobody wants, but I'd, I'd genuinely be shocked. Yeah. He's particularly, so... particularly also, you know, the World Cup's in, what, three weeks? Australia's first game in three weeks. DC hasn't played a game in four. He played so that'll mean he hasn't played. Well, he played the... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that, yeah. Do you call that a game? It was an absolute beat-up. Um, yeah, I, I'd just be going with a hot hand in Cleary. Um, so he that, said, that's he, just me. He said today that, yeah, that he, he he was undecided. And I thought, I hope you're not decided by now. How much evidence yeah. do you need? But mm-hmm. um, he also said that he might rotate them in the tournament with the idea that they would get to the semi-final and then no one had thought, like, what are you going to learn by playing yeah. from Scotland and Italy and, you know, God love my beloved Irish, but if we get through, that's probably who they're going to play in the quarter-final. Like, what are you going to learn more about Nathan Cleary that you, not, you haven't already learned in origin yeah. and the grand final? Yeah, I just... It's it's the same deal. When you talk about squad makeup or what direction you're going, again, I know they've got natural cover, but you've got Hunt there and you've got a couple other options, but... If you're taking Cherry Evans for me, yeah, he, I wouldn't be using him. Or yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't be starting. I wouldn't even have him in the squad. Yeah, that was my sort of opinion. Like, you've got that much natural cover again, having White and Burton, Ben Hunt, that oh, similar, yeah. looking at your 24, I would have been thinking. I would have picked Nico Hines. Yeah, yeah well, that's another one that can play fullback, centre, hard. Like, it just gives you more versatility. That's an interesting <laughs> thing you say there, Brock, that you'd have picked Nico Hines rather than, because I think Hines. I know you've mentioned on your podcast quite a lot of times that they sort of play with three fullbacks at Cronulla, and he does. Mm. He's a man who's he plays as a seven, but in their setup, I don't really think he is a. He's not a seven like DC is. Put it that way. Do you think you just bring him? Do you think well, Cleary's going to play every game barring injury? If he gets injured, yeah. you've got Ben Hunt who's going to go straight in there anyway. So yeah. just pick somebody else. Yeah. Well, that's your natural worry there. I guess is your hooker option. So he's basically only taking two nines. Um, you know, he didn't pick Arpy. He would have thought maybe if he was going somewhere else. He, he does have natural third option in Cotter, who's converted into front row this year and been outstanding. But all his junior football was at nine. But, yeah, I think you're not banking on Cleary getting hurt. So Cherry Evans, for me, would purely be exactly that if he gets injured. And he's – so he did mention – he went on a lot about Cotter. And is it, again, with the home – like on Valhond, it's quite interesting to think that Cotter basically didn't play 13 until very recently, that he was a nine. But – it just seems strange to me as well because Cleary's obviously, obviously he's a lot better than DC and I'm like as we've discussed I'm a manly supporter so I'm the number one DC fan but yeah be real um, the other one that we've so we 
We found it a little bit strange that he's gone for... Well, we want to hear your props are because we, we struggled with the order that they're going to go in more than the personnel, but hit us up with two front rowers. I know one of who he's going to pick, but I wouldn't have picked him in my squad, and it's going to hurt you again as a Manly fan, but uh, I'd go with Campbell, Gillard and Tino. <laughs> so we, yeah. We, yeah. we got Tino and Gerbo. That's our... Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's more based on who. I'm not sure it's who I would pick. I think it's more that yeah. I think he will pick Turbo because if he's going to pick, if he's going to, yeah, he's he not will. the sort of guy you're carrying the squad. No, I wouldn't be Thanks, surprised yeah. to see um, Regan Campbell Gillard and Jerbo flipping as well, though. So Jerbo off the bench and Gillard starting. Um, but you know, it's probably much of a muchness. I think hmm. you could also you could start Jake and. Regan and, and Tino, and then if you've got to bring Tino off, you could flip Jake to 13 and and bring a prop on. Like they've got that versatility with Jake there. He can, so can Tino. Tino can flip 8-13. See, the thing about 13, though, is he goes your man, I think. I don't know if anyone else can can step into that spot. I mean, Actually, we'll just yeah. give it away out 13. I don't know <laughs> if, your guys is, if you guys have chosen the same. That would also, like, I, I would then argue you have to play Cleary if you're going to play Yo. Yo. Like my mix would be a little bit different if if you're not playing Cleary. Like my mindset around who you pick. Do you think Yo Yo is very reliant on Cleary and vice versa? So this was part of my Dylan Ed, Dylan Edwards sort of d- discussion because he fits so well into that Panthers system, but would he fit well into anybody else's system? Like he's such a defined role, and I wonder if Isaiah Yo is a bit like that as well. With if you play Cleary, then it's obvious if you're going to play with a ball playing lock, which I don't see why you wouldn't, and you've got Yo and you've got. Murray is a backup, and even if you needed him, you've got Jerbo, who I think is more of a ball-moving lot than a ball-playing lot, but he makes a million tackles again, so he'll probably get played. Um, yeah. And I wonder then, what do you do? You you have the option, that, like New South Wales, where you can kind of keep Jerbo on for longer minutes and then just rotate your big fellas around that, which makes me think that they might pick a... Um, I realise on our list now that we've picked Tino twice. That's, yeah, that's how good he is. That's how much we love him. He's on our bench and he starts. Yeah, well, let's swap Tino out of the bench. Go big to start with and then put Yo on after 20. There's ways, there's ways you can do it. Um, yeah, you can start Jake, at, start Jake at 13 and then after 20, throw Yo on and bring one of your props off and move Jake up the front row. That can help you with your interchanges as well. Yeah, they've got a lot of options there with their versatility at 13 and 8. Yeah, this is so... We we also really struggled in the back row. I think that was the one we, we agonised over the most because we think Maurice mm. definitely going to play and then we could have put any one of... Self, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because he's not... To me, I go, he's, there's no way he's a... No, he's not He's edge. a comfortable edge. Like, he's, he's he's an uncomfortable edge. So I don't... He's, he's your vice-captain, so that he's probably going to play... 11 or 12, but I'm not sure it's his preferred position. No. Yeah, if you think of what his best skill is, it's being able to take the ball to the line, which he's never going to do. Yeah, that's right. And as a a middle, no one gets a quicker play the ball. He's low, he's got quick feet, he gets between defenders, he generates ruck speed. Like an an edge set skill set is completely different. You're talking being dynamic, powerful, hole running, you know, getting up and down, splitting tackles. like that, That's not essentially the job that he does. Like, he does a job there, especially defensively. But in attack, he's not what I want from my back row. That's, he's, yeah, his skill set is much better for a middle. So who'd you go with, boys? You went with Murray and... We went Murray and then we've gone we've gone for Liam Martin. But I have to say, we weren't enormously confident in it. We thought it could as easily be Nanai. It could as easily be Crichton. And we wouldn't. <laughs> That was we actually had we counted all of our numbers. I mean, we've only got twenty three yeah. in this because we we left we left like Nano is my gut over um, someone like a Liam Martin. Yeah, I'd pick Crichton, uh, Angus Crichton, and Jeremiah Nano for the exact reasons I said before: pure edge skills, footwork, dynamic, hole running. You know, ability to break tackle, ability to off like, all the stuff you want from your back row of your half. It's your best mate. It's your number one thing that you lean on. Uh, I want those two. Oh, so we're saying if we wouldn't pick Murray in the back row, I wouldn't pick Murray. I, I, if I wasn't picking Murray there, I'd, I'd play Lee Martin. Hmm. Just again, someone safe there for Cleary. If, if you're going to play Cleary, it's yeah. funny how one to seven almost picks themselves, but then after that, it, you can throw anyone into the mix, and they probably do a similar sort of job. It's going to be an yeah, interesting, interesting game of chess for Mel. There's mm. also 
there's bits of it where, like when we when we talk about the spine, right? He's clearly gone. We like the the Queenslandness of it all. These sim players like Hunt and Munster and whatever and gone. There's he actually. I think he actually mentioned that in the press conference today about how he liked the Queensland spine and that's why he was going to play DCE. And I thought. The whole point of Origin is that you're meant to play them off against each other. <laughs> then you pick the best team afterwards, yeah. um, which he complained about all the way through Origin that it wasn't a trial anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, from that, I just thought he's kind of replicated them. To me, one of the problems that New South Wales had was that they had you played Jake Zabrovic and Crichton, who are kind of the, I would say their best skill is defensively, especially Zabrovic as kind of he's a specialist defender. Crime, mm. if you look up his stats, that's what he does. He makes a million tackles and doesn't really do anything wrong. He's got, he actually, as the season has gone on, I think he's got better on the other side of the ball, but he was never... Yeah. I would, I think at core margin time, it wouldn't have been what I've said was his best skill. Mm. And then you look at what, what you were saying there, Lewis, where you've got someone like Nana, who's kind of, he's actually got better defensively as well, but it was a yeah, well, mostly he, he attacking player. Played no football because of COVID. He's, he's 19 years old. He's essentially learning how to defend in first grade. Like, technically, he's fine. It's more, you know, system and figuring out how to defend. It's it's, it's not technique. Um, but, yeah, it's scary to think where he's at as a 19-year-old. But mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. There's a couple. I'm surprised they didn't basically let him play for Samoa. If they, they must think they're going to use him now because yeah. there's a logic. I think with Suali'i, they were a little bit like that where they thought, you know what, mate, go and play for Samoa this time and come back in two years, three years, and you'll, yeah. you'll be well, in this team. That point. We said before, we just we don't have many genuine edges. Like if you force and Murray in there, or you've got Martin, who I, I still think Martin does a really good job as a middle because he's just a bulldog. He's an absolute savage, so he kind of covers those roles. But our two most genuine edges are Angus and Martin. Like really, if you're looking for what you want to get out of his half, like we've got a lot of good middles, we've got a lot of mobile guys there because we've lost a lot of those big guys that have gone to play for Tonga and Samoa. But yeah, we're we're certainly probably a little bit short in that area, which is. Why I'm surprised someone like Hudson Young wasn't an inclusion because he's another guy who can play lock if you need him to play like middle. Um, but yeah, for edge options, I thought we would have at least taken one more. Yeah, I thought Nanai was close to the best back row on the comp. Mm. Well, I think he did. It was in the in the Dali M's. I think he was he not in the team of the year. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Nanai was one of the back rows. Yeah, watching that coverage, I struggled to follow it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the option. Uh, so I got the option to go to it and uh, politely decline. <laughs> I thought no, there'll be no good work done as soon as the, if there's a free bar, there'll be no work done, and uh, there's not going to get any big <laughs> stories that you can ever publish out. You might get a couple of interesting uh, stories to tell people in the pub. Or I saw X do that, but uh, it's not going to get published. <laughs> yeah. So and then the last we've got obviously so yo so the bench I think we'll all have Ben Hunter as a fourteen, will we? I think I'll start with Hunt like they did in Origin. I think Harry will come off the bench. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah oh, we forgot. I'll yeah. be playing Ben Hunt. So you've got yeah. Hunt starting and Grant. So we had Grant with Hunt uh, off the bench. Yeah, and I've, you've just said it, Lewis. I realised that in Origin it went the other way around. Yeah. So that's entirely possible that'll be. Mm. Yeah, well, just that skill set earlier on, he obviously doesn't bring um, as much impact and he, he brings a good kick. So you might start it off with him, um, kick from dummy half a few times take a bit of gas out, and then I'll let Harry loose for the majority, I'd say, after that. Uh, maybe, like, 30. But it also depends on what your mindset is in that position. If you, if that is to play dual nines, then I guess, yeah, you can put Harry on the bench. But if it's to yeah. cover seven, six, then nine, you, then you put bench hunt, 114. Yeah, yeah it would be interesting. I think that's what – I think what you're saying there, Lewis, that might happen in the more important games. Like, when it gets to a New Zealand, they might do that, but I don't think they'll do it against – in most of the games, I think you're going to see – um, and 14 just for the mm-hmm. utility value um, off the bench so in ours we had so we started with Tino and Jerbo so we've got on the bench we've got Cotter oh, so we've got Carrigan and RCG as our middles yeah I've got well, we've got I don't have Murray and Carrigan um, again smaller bench because we don't have that size so we're going to rely a lot on leg speed and I'd have Harry instead of Hunt again going more off what you said for the later games. And then and we leaves one more. Yeah, and we've thrown in because we put in Tino twice, we have hastily <laughs> hastily added a uh a Ruben Cotter to our bench. Although now I'm looking at it, I'm thinking if we didn't pick Crichton, so now I'm thinking we're picking Crichton. It's Crichton, there's Nanai that we haven't picked. Yeah, we haven't picked Nanai either, right. Yeah. Well I've got I've got both of them in, so my last spot if I've got Murray 
Carrigan and Harry Grant uh, probably would be torn between Cotter, but I think I'm going to need someone who, again, can play edge. So I'd probably have Liam Martin as my bench player who can play, you know, that back row or middle role. He can do either job. What do I need? I need three, don't I? Yeah, so you've got Harry and then who else you got? Uh, no, 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 I've got, I've got Hunt. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go Jake, Carrigan, Crichton. Deacon. Because my three. Is the out. Yeah, it's tough. No, I left player. Jake out, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you're going with what, what my gut, I'd go Cotter over Jake. Bye-bye, Jake. But um, I think now we'll pick I think you'll Jake. pick Collins and Jake. I think, I think it'd be very different to what we're talking about. Let's put it that way. Mm. I think we're applying a far more logic to the situation than that might actually happen. I just love Jake because Jake will give you a, a lot of, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> just love playing for Manly. Just love the beaches. Yeah. Um, so... That would leave you with um, on our bench. So we've got an unused Lindsay Collins. I think the luckiest man in the world to get six weeks in England on holiday. You're not wrong. Mm. I don't know what quite, quite what he's done to get that because <laughs> he's not been very good and he's not played that much and yeah. he's suspended. He's always suspended. Yeah, well, I'm worried about his concussions too. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, he comes back for a week or two, and it's, again, it's either one or the other. He either gets suspended or he knocks himself out. So maybe he's a good bloke. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking he's he's never come across as the guy. You go, he's just a good tourist. Great for a <laughs> yeah. he's, that, that, he's just yeah. going to bring a vibe. Yeah, maybe he's like the Jerome Luai who goes around, around with the boombox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he can pull his teeth out. That's a party trick, so he might be good fun. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, trying to remember, I'm trying to remember if he was on the uh, in the Queensland sheds. Jai Arrow was very much that dude. He was just like singing mm. all the country songs and getting the beers out. And I thought, yeah, there's yeah. Jai Arrow and he looks like a lovely chap tying around with. <laughs> uh, so then we've got a DCE who's going to be carrying drinks and we have Jack Whiten because we put Burton in but I feel like Whiten will he's like you know in the Simpsons when they have the Yakuza v Mafia fight and it's the guy who's stood in his own you think he's going to do something cool <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that could be Jack Whiten he'll do something good at some point but he's yeah, not in my yeah, team you know when he does it it's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> we've left yeah. Tualagi out there as well yeah. so it's a, just some more backup I guess but yeah, he's, yeah. The one, he's the one I look at and go, oh, that's Dylan Edwards for me. Yeah, well, he would, that's me, but with Campbell Graham, two guys that cover centre winger, but I'm happier having him and Holmes play together. He comes through the grades more as a centre, so he can do those two jobs. So I look at Campbell Graham and think I would have rather take <sighs> Nico or Dylan Edwards, similar deal again, more versatility in your squad. Or, you know, I look at Collins and what we said before, like we, we already know we're lacking size, but we've got plenty of good lock-type players with the way the game's going, I would have preferred to take someone like a Hudson Young that at least could have given us another genuine edge who can also play middle. I get why he's been that way. Yeah. Because you've got Latrell there, who's the logical shift of line. He's also got Munster there. Right. Yeah. Can you can use Jack there okay. if you really wanted to as a third option to play for the ball. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things I've said. You can debate all day about certain positions or who you carry. So what's your boys' opinions on this squad overall? There's a lot of rookies here. Um, should they be the favourites or, you know, are they kind of second or third on strength? I, I don't think they should be $1.40. No. Uh, I'd, I'd have them probably, I think they should be favourites, but probably just, mm. just over New Zealand. Like I look at our squad and New Zealand squad and I think they're very, very even. The uh, the spine's very strong, and we've talked about on our pod how strong the Kiwi spine is, and how it's probably the strongest in this tournament. But you look at this on paper, and you know Teddy Munster, Cleary, and either Grant or Hunt, like that's fucking strong. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard to beat. But I, st- I think I think three dollars, two fifty, three dollars, like a dollar. I looked at a dollar forty. And yeah, went, it's yeah. very short. And four fifty for New Zealand, I think was four fifty was New Zealand. It's four fifty New Zealand, or four dollars or something like that. That's great odds for New Zealand. Mate, they started at nine because we've been talking about it. I bet on it early. I really thought that a lot more guys would, you know, go to different countries than what they thought, which has obviously turned out to be the case. But I had another investment yesterday on New Zealand again. I think they were 480. I like that you call it an investment. That's good. <laughs> yeah, um, it is an investment. <laughs> the other one for me, the interesting one is normally you get, you know, whoever wins the grand final, you know, stacks the Aussie side. There's probably two or three Panthers, but the Samoans have a lot more Panthers than the Aussies. So that's going to be an interesting one as well. The whole back line beside Suali'i and the halfback, you know, they've got both wingers, both centres and Graham Lua, yeah. I wondered at this... Um, this is something with the Campbell Graham thing, right? And I'm going to... So this is my... 
conspiracy theory? I've described it as a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, love a, I love a conspiracy theory. Let's get, let's get Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no backup, nothing to back it up. Could be nonsense, but well, almost certainly is nonsense. So if you watch the PM13, I'm sure nobody who sat through that game all the way through to the end of it would have then been tedious enough to watch the press conference. But as somebody who's no. paid to watch it, I certainly did. Marlon Ingus said... Somebody said, oh, Selwyn Cobbo, you played him in the sentence for a bit. He went, well, we like a bit of versatility. And so he basically went on about how Cobbo was going to be a centre-wing option, mm. but then he's picked Campbell Graham. Now, on the same weekend, I guess it would have been, the, that was the weekend before last, right? It's the weekend of the Panthers-South yeah, semi-final. Yeah. Yeah, so course, yeah. on the, I think it was the Tuesday of the week when South was still in the comp, I interviewed Campbell Graham, which was in our podcast and is now out of date, but we left it in because fun <laughs> and we couldn't take it out um, but he was he thought he was playing for Scotland right he, he was 100% playing for Scotland no he wasn't humoring me he was definitely playing for Scotland so I think he had booked a comment he was like seeing family like, yeah yeah he was, was all really going to like, oh I'm really yeah, excited about all this sort of stuff and stuff for the, tra- yeah, yeah, for yeah. the training like he was all in so I think that Selwyn Cobbo was not very good in that game in the centres and Malmeding has gone well I've I need my centre winger Who's the next cab off the rank? I, I reckon, mate, just to further to your conspiracy theory point, I reckon Mal listens to our podcast and he's heard you interviewing <laughs> Graham and said, hold on a second. Oh, we haven't released it. We're taking this bloke. No, we haven't. No, oh, we, no, we released it today. We released it today, just okay. before the squad got picked. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think he's, he basically has gone, right, well, I want to set the winger and yeah. uh, I needed who's the next best. I suppose I better pick. Campbell Graham. Because I suppose he hasn't listened. He definitely hasn't listened to our podcast because I gave Campbell Graham a piss in the mouth. He's uh, yeah. It's very. It's it makes no sense to me because like if you're gonna pick like Salman Cobo, I don't think I don't think he's ever played centre. He played fullback for it, but he wasn't really yeah. good at it. Like, yeah. So he was. He's pretty much as pure a winger as you can find. Then Campbell Graham was all right on the wing. Maybe he's better in the wing than the centre. He's been all right I'll in the centre. Like when I was watching that game when he moved Cobo to centre. I thought it was a work rate thing. Hmm. Like, I, I genuinely think Mel went, he doesn't have the work rate to be an OB in, in an international team. So if you can't play centre, then bye-bye. Yeah. And he obviously hasn't liked what he saw defensively out of him. Um, because he just, to me, he just doesn't have the work rate when he plays on the wing no. or at fullback. Yet, I think he'll, yeah. he'll develop that as he plays more first grade. But that was probably more the worry from them when early in the year, though, like the Broncos going off topic in that they were talking seven hundred thousand dollars to be a future fullback and you think like you can't even finish a game at fullback or you're struggling to do that job like you need the minutes you can't be walking in going that's the sort of money i want when you realistically can't do that job yet but yeah it was bonkers i mean he's he's an interesting one as someone who sits and looks at spreadsheets full of stats all day like he is on his day brilliant but then other days he just does absolutely nothing like I think yeah, there was some games towards the end of the season. He, was, he ran like 30 metres in one of them or something. Yeah, it was ridiculously yeah. low. Yeah. yeah, I think they you really... need that consistency and reliability around, yeah. particularly your back five, mm. but more so your wingers. He's a kind of he's a brand player, right? So he's the kind of guy you really want to bring along with you, but he's just not ready. And uh, I think they saw that. So it's also doubly annoying that he, th- he looks like Cobo was the second choice after Suali turned him down because <laughs> he would have been that undoubtedly yeah, in the yeah, squad. That's true. And then Campbell that's Graham true. is now the third squad, the third choice. Same as Toto. When did Toto pull the pin? Oh, really early. He was. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was just that? after Origin, I think. Okay. Okay. Were you guys bothered by all of that? Because it's really bothered me the amount of flack some of these players have copped because we always win at the international game needs to be better. And then the moment guys start actually going to strengthen yeah. up the nations for this a one-off event, everyone starts ripping them that they're not you, playing for Australia. You're preaching to the choir. I mean, I'm all oh. for, I, I believe, or we believe that, you know, there's nothing wrong with, like, I'm a, I'm a New South Welshman, I'm Australian, I've got Italian heritage, I get it. Mike, you're an Irish Englishman, you get it. Um, you know, to see Toto lining up for Samoa and, and, yeah. and the other boys, we That's fucking love, we love that, man. We love that, yeah. Bring How it can on. you tell guys that are born and raised in Australia and Western Sydney and, like you're saying, you know, Queensland, not play for the, the States, but once every four years when we want this tournament to have some relevance, you know, you're going to let Australia cherry-pick everyone first and stack their team and destroy everybody. But we finally got guys going, all right, maybe if we go play for Tonga, Samoa, New Zealand, obviously, are very strong despite those guys have flipped. Potentially got four really good teams. 
plus England. Um, oh, it, it, was about to, it was about to go. No, 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 I think Lewis is right. England is just in the top five. I think he's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I've got a lot of confidence for you. I'm sorry, but uh, no, neither do I. Neither I, do I. I understand it for years, and people have whinged about it. And at the first moment that Australia's missed a few, they're throwing the toys out of the cot for a one-off event that needs to have this sort of impact is generally it's just let's wait until the semi-final because everyone just gets ready. Look for me and all our listeners know for me like I want internationals to be the pinnacle and for that to happen Australia needs to take it seriously and for that to happen Australia needs to lose some games. So mate I'm all for I'm all for weakening the squad mate. Well that's literally the name of the podcast Chasing Chasing Kangaroos kangaroos. came from that's what the National Rugby League was you know so. Exactly. But um yeah, and I think it's also like this weird sort of boomer old guy nostalgia that doesn't that doesn't correspond to like I don't know you're you're out in Penrith right? How many people do you know who grew up who are from Penrith but are also Samoan? Like I know I grew up in a community that was full of Irish people who happened to live in England. Yeah, and like I don't know, we've never thought it was a weird thing. Like our soccer team was made up of back in 1990. I think we we had like seven of our team were born from born in the UK. And nobody gives two shits. So. Yeah. Mate, Indigenous and Pacifica out here, in particular in Western Sydney, is, is huge. Yeah, a, a, a big cultural mix. Uh, again, like to, to get to, to go at somebody like Brian Toto and throw shade for wanting to represent where his parents or his grandparents are from, but he's born and raised in Western Sydney. I just don't get it. Like for a one in four year event that we're talking about, to not back guys to go to other nations when we've got plenty to pick from, it just absolutely baffles me. And then to use the argument that it stains origin, well, how? Well, it's also like origin. This is the thing that annoys me most about it is that people they've got to sort the eligibility out. You're like the eligibility could not be more simple. It's sorted. If you're from New South Wales, you can play for New South Wales. If you're from Samoa, you can play for Samoa. So that's why he plays for the Blues. He just yeah. to, he qualifies for a second tier nation. That's the other one. Everyone go, oh, make them first tier. I'm like, well, if you do that, you will destroy origin. Yeah. The other, the other thing, too, or you'll destroy Tonga and Samoa. You'll destroy the internationals because everyone will go, all right, well, I can't play for them then. So. We've all picked Fox on one wing and either Holmes or Tuolagi on the other. I mean, that's pretty solid, man, or or no. So, you know, share the love, I say. Yeah, I agree. And even with the middles we've lost, like I said, it's a different-looking forward pack. It'll be much more mobile and smaller and probably, you know, a a different approach, whether you would have had Borlo and a couple of the other guys they probably would have liked to have had, but it's still a very, very good forward pack. So, I mean, I always think of the 95. My first World Cup was 95 when... Australia didn't have any Super League players and still won. So, like, but it was a closer tournament and probably a better tournament for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, we, well, as I said, we have we've kind of done that. Our next thing on the agenda was general thoughts about the Rugby World Cup, and that's kind of a uh, you kicked us off there, Lewis. So, is there anything that particular? I know you watch a lot of Super League as well. So, you lost, maybe if you have any thoughts on those kind of guys or anything you're excited to see when you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning. Like I was, when the last time we spoke, Rock and I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch Tonga games from New Zealand in German, their German commentary back in the day. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to that you don't normally get to see? Oh, I think England are under a lot of pressure. I think just the game over there in general. Um, I'll be very interested to see how they go. Because uh, I, I, I did think that the, the standard of the Super League this year was quite down on what it has been in, in previous years, so... Yeah, just how England handle home field and you know try and perform. But I, I really, I, I really feel as though they need a good World Cup. Yeah. And I'm just not sure whether they're they're going to have one. So that's that's the one for me. It, we've said this before as well, but it comes down to that first game. And Mike and I have debated this endlessly. I reckon some always got them. Mike reckons England will win that. Well, it's gone this in the last week. It's now Pickham one ninety one dollars ninety each. Honestly, that forward pack is yeah. I, I think the only question I have on teams like Samoa and Tonga, which is the reason why I think neither of them could really win it for me, is just your spine options. Like they're loaded ridiculously back five forward pack benches, but both of those teams, I think it's more spine. But against England, if you're telling me right now that you're going to have Suoliti, May. Crichton, Tago, Toto, Luai, led around by the likes of Borlo, Papali'i, Sua, Tualungi, and have like Hungarelli, Oregon, Luciello. Please, I think Samoa will, will win that game. And I, I think you're mostly right, Lewis, in terms of the spine discussion, mm-hmm. but I, I just always remind myself that Tonga have beaten everyone without a traditional spine. So they've had no issues with Australia, uh, New Zealand, and Great Britain. 
Tell me, Mike, what, what are you? I was about to say they beat a half-assed England Great Britain team. They've not beaten England. Um, and they've not beaten Ireland, which is the most important thing. Um, no, so I, let me hit you with two counter-arguments. Um, mm-hmm. One, so we've had James Graham on this podcast, who he was very big on the um, home field advantage and playing in the UK is, is a very is a different experience to playing in um, Australia. True. And I think they've sold, they've almost, you know, they've sold something like 40,000 tickets for the first game. And that's not including, obviously, that we've got another two weeks for them to really hype it. So that's, I think, come that atmosphere is going to be quite unlike anything that any Australian player. And I spoke when we had John, Jerome Luai in the podcast, he was quite sort of taken aback by this sort of thing. So I think that that mood could change a lot. And that James Graham was very intended. That was something that really mattered, that he fed off as a player. The other thing, which is what Trent Robinson said on the podcast about the French team, is that France had never had players who were decision makers every week. And I think if you put in those spine players from, as we saw with the Fiji in the Pacific tests, when they didn't have very regular halves, Tonga, for example, will have that. Samoa will be slightly better, I think, because of Luai. England have got guys who play that every single week. You've got Jack Walesby, it's going to play. It would have been a lot better when before Johnny Lomax was injured and before yeah. Alex Wormsley was injured because I think both of those would be easily NRL quality. Mm-hmm. Um, Wellesby, I think he's, I mean, he's the best player in the UK, certainly best young player. So I think he's... Yeah, okay. I think he, he's he, he's a sort of an X factor for England because nobody's going to have played against him before, essentially. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think... Do you think, though, this is my big gripe, like with a lot of their outside backs that have come over, do you think they're going to have enough out of the backfield in playing against these guys that play more NRL football where it's bigger on well set starts and set finishes and play one, two? Like, I've always... Yeah, I think they're going to have Dom Young. I think they're going to pick Young. So, obviously, he does... I think he's been massively improved this year on yeah, last yeah. year. Um, obviously, I wouldn't put him in the top echelon of NRL wingers, but in terms of that style of football, that's why he's been picked. I think they have Farmworth. Obviously, I think I, I rate him really highly. Or maybe yeah. I'm biased watching him, but I do rate him pretty highly. You can have Makinson, who I think he's the best at that in the Super, in the Super League. League is, yeah. So I, I'm not too worried. And then you're going to get, I think they'll play Callum Watkins, who... Oh, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because he's been playing. He's been playing back row. row. Yeah, and he's also mm. Rob Jamaica of their best player. Passes <laughs> <That's his laughs> <dumb Yeah>. <laughs> but, but like, I think I think this is the thing that people understand about England is that there's a big difference between the 17 blokes who play for England and the Super League because almost all the 17 blokes will either have played NRL or could have played NRL. So if you look at or in mm. Wellesby's case, will play it. I think. So if you look at people like Bateman or Williams or like they're not going to be surprised by this in a way that other teams in the past were I think that's going to be a big issue so when you look at that Samoa team my, my theory is just because the Super League's worse it doesn't mean that that seven the best 17 players in it will be worse I'm worried they haven't picked a Ryan Sutton because I think he would have been real helpful in that regard but it's just their depth as well they've got nothing on the Australian side in the key yeah well this is it the 17 is great and everybody else is there's some real yeah you Chris Hills and that, you shouldn't be anywhere near that team. But yeah, I think a lot of it would depend on the style of game that Sonora actually play. play. Yeah. Like, are they going to play to their strength or are they going to turn up and try and play, you know, a Penrith style or, an, or a half-centred style of footy? I'd sort of just lean on that power game yeah. and offloads. Yeah, if they play like Parramatta, they'll do well. And I think if they try and play like Penrith, they'll, you'll find out why Jerome Luai should yeah. not be playing for New South Wales. Because he's I not... Think- I think Samoa's a little more settled in their spine than what Tonga will be because I look at Samoa and go, well, Luai's an obvious one. They'll go with Milford probably at seven. New Brown, I thought for a long time, should have been in the NRL. He had the injury and he was in England for a bit. He'll play nine. And then they've got backup options sort of in Tyrone May who can play halves or nine or, you know. But I, I look at Tonga and I'm like, well... I think they're actually going to pick Danny Levi. I think he's going to be there now because he's been yeah. one of the best hookers yeah. in Super League. So I, that's my... In fact, Drew Jalgashir, who's been on this from LiverpoolLeague.com, he was very intent that mm. Leo, I think, he's playing nine for Samoa. And I think that's... They'll carry New Brown as a 9-13 on the bench because I think mm. he's only... When he's good, he's only good for 20 minutes and then tends to look yeah, quite tired. He's dual nines, which is what I'm saying. Like whether they take May or Levi, they're going to need one of those guys. May probably covers more positions for you, but... Um, yeah, I look at Tonga and even in that mid-year test, like, who they play at fullback? Who plays at seven? Like, are they going to rely again on Tessie New, who's Rockstar Diamonds, or a cooler? 
who's still sort of learning and you know they played stags which just baffles me when he's he's, he's injured like, now he's, as well he's not playing so no, as of today he's dropped out the, out the squad but so we can move on there because one of the things that I know you guys do a lot of stuff in the New South Wales Cup so there's players are plenty that we wanted to throw at you that you might have seen mm-hmm. um grab bag of New South Wales Cup players and you don't know who they are in advance but we can start with um who had the man who I think won the man of the match in the State yeah. Cup Grand Final, which yeah, is Sonny Luke. Spoke to him yesterday. Very small man, but unbelievable attacker. Mm. Yeah, the level of deception and intelligence, game awareness is in our level. The reason he hasn't got there sooner is because of what he's said. Size, purely size. I know Penrith let him go when you know I had him for two years at 20s and he was, um, yeah, by far and away our best nine but i know the concerns are around his size so i think they're, they're starting to get over that and they're starting to realize that he offsets his size with his intelligence and his, his ability to yeah just be deceiving out of nine he's, he's very fast yeah good um, he's still not, still not the end product and he's he's got the ability to play seven as well like he's played in, in the halves a lot um, it's scary to think that you know he was playing ron massey cup last year so we were trying to sign him at Mounties and um, Penrith offered him a pre-season. So that was sort of the reason he stayed and he ended up, yeah, playing, you know, well, more than a handful of first-grade games for by far the best team in the comp. So, yeah, I think he'll be, he'll be very good. And his his teammate, who I'm not sure how much you will have come across him, but they've picked Isaiah Katoa, who we've spoke about a lot because of he's basically Jerome Luai 2.0 because Luai went to the last World Cup having never played NRL, Carter will be the only player in Tonga's squad not to have played NRL, but every time I've seen him in court or flag, he's been pretty unbelievable. Yeah, he he sort of got the legs cut out from under him, didn't he, by signing, and then Penrith sort of froze him. I think um, he got injured as well. I think he he broke his arm. He hurt his arm, I think. was coaching the flag at Penrith, and I know he was certainly happy when... Yeah, they let him play the finals. <laughs> he back at the end of the year because mm. they were scratching a little bit there. They actually struggled to make the five and, and got into the five and looked, well, they didn't look unbeatable, but they certainly looked a, a very different side with him in there. Uh, he's looked, um, I mean, he, he played, he played his, the last game of the season in the New South Wales Cup when they moved a lot of players up to play in yeah. the NRL yeah, and he was the best player in the field. Players. Against, like, it wasn't the Bears were, what, did they come fourth or something like that? They weren't mm. rubbish. Like they, and he was by far the best player on the field for me. So, yeah. And then the third one from the Panthers is Taruva, who I think people will have seen a little bit playing the NRL in his brief yeah. appearances, and then the mid-season test. But he's just such an exciting we've player. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of him through Matt's ball, and then now, but, um, yeah, he's not the end product. He's certainly not the end product, but he's he's a damaging ball runner, very good feet, um, and fast, real fast. So. Um, just it's going rate. to be scary to see what he's he's going to be in yeah. yeah two to three years' time. You want to talk about, again, different builds, obviously, but we talked about Cobbo before and you want that work and you want that energy and you want that motor, whether it's on a wing or playing fullback. Different size, different sort of player, but no fear for what he is and you, you, you don't have to question work rate. The bloke never gets tired. He's an absolute energizer, buddy. And we know, um, as was mentioned by Jerome Luai, he's actually overtaken now. Luai is no longer the chief energy officer because Taruv is so like on the ceiling <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually. I wasn't there when um, he was he was in Harold Matthews, so I, I actually missed him in my time at Penrith. But from everyone that I know there, they yeah they rave about him, and there's a lot of that as well. Like he's just good energy and. Um, he's had some really tough things going on in his life in the last you know, twelve to eighteen months. He he lost his mum and mm. yeah, he's yeah, he's had a yeah. A lot of a lot of hardship and he's playing good footy, so all power to him. And then so there'll be a couple of others as well. So we one of the things that we found most interesting going through all the sort of tier two nations is that you get You'll get a team like Italy, for example, who've got a, a pretty good core of New South Wales Cup and even Real Massey Cup guys. This guy's, I know, Ethan Natoli's playing at Glee. I've seen him play the Glee a couple of times. Played up at Newtown as well. And um, then they've got guys in the English second tier, <laughs> domestic camps, and you've no idea how good they are comparatively to anybody else. And I wonder, you'll have played against Newtown, so you'll have come up against Kalache and... Um, Channel yeah, well, Tassipane. Kalache, he was with us. He was at Mounties until... <laughs> 
mid-year. Just before the transfer window ended and God love Canterbury. They told him that he wasn't in their plans for next year and granted him a release. So two weeks later, he was playing against us for Newtown. Oh. And, um, yeah, yeah really, really, really good player. Beautiful human. He's had um, two really serious um, lower leg injuries, a knee and an ankle. Um, so last year, like he, he didn't play a game for us last year and essentially we just rehabbed him um, and then started off this year he was probably our best, our best forward when he left. Like he was, he was the form prop at our club, and um, he went over to Newtown and had had a good end of the season. They, I was playing him in the middle. They moved him to the back row, so um, he's versatile. But he, he'll do a job, and he could, in my opinion, comfortably, you know, play first grade. I'm not sure whether he's a he's a week to week first grader, but he, no. he certainly has he's the ability. To, certainly has the ability to play first grade. And you'll have come across as well. We um, we briefly touched on the Cook Islands last week, and you'll come across Ke- Kale Iro as well, who's just yeah. looked outstanding at New South Wales Cup. My first game in New South Wales Cup was against yeah. Newtown, and I can remember previewing him early in the week, and I was like, "Who is this bloke?" Um, and yeah, we actually that that day it was wet, um, and it actually helped us sort of nullify him a little bit because it it meant he had to run fairly straight and it was a lot easier easier for us to sort of handling coming out of the backfield but he's probably the best yardage carry in New South Wales Cup and he'd probably put Taruva beside him like he's he's that level and he's got so much upside like it's scary to think how good he's going to be as well so um, yeah it'd be good to see him go around it'd be awesome and when you're doing your uh, when you're doing your video preview of the New Town Jets and you come across the Galloping Greek Billy Magulius. How on earth do you plan for that? Kicking on the second tackle, offloads everywhere, could be anything. It's just like, take time away from him, please. Yeah. Because... <laughs> he is <laughs> he, bonkers. He's a good player, man. Yeah. He's a good player, especially at cup level. Like, he's he's very, very good in that grade. Um, he, yeah. He's one of those guys, I think, it's just unfortunate. It's, it's not skill, but it's just, what is he? Like, in grade, you know, he's probably not big enough or mobile enough for a 13 position. You obviously look at him, he's not your prototypical body that you want to be putting at a six or defending on an edge. Um, but, yeah, he certainly doesn't lack ability, that's for sure. I think the game before we played him the second time, he threw a 30-metre cutout left to right <laughs> and hit a winger who scored. And I showed it in preview and the, the boys were just like, what the hell? What do you want me to do about that? Yeah. <laughs> looks, looks like an Oztag player, but he plays very, very good. Yeah, I, I look forward to a spine of him, Ilias and Mamazelos. Is going to be they might again. They're going to play against Tony Gigo as well, and it's going to be the Magulius Gigo game. Will be box office. It could be knock-ons. It could be kicks on. There'll be about thirty <laughs> chip and chases in that game. I'd hate to have to coach it where you just like stop, stop doing this. I'd love to coach it. Go. Go. Do, do you think? <laughs> to be fair, I, I, know, I know a few people have been uh, over for some different nations, and uh, I'm not saying they don't go over to their compete, but they certainly have a good time, some of the, the second-tier teams. So I don't know if there's a whole lot of coaching going on. I think it's pretty freewheel, so let, let it ride, I say. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there'll be um, the Greeks and the Italians, and uh, they could be on the air here for a good time, not for a long time. Mm-hmm. Trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke to the island coach, and he was a lot. He was like, "Very, no, we're going to go and cause an upset here." And that, shall we say, that was not the impression that we might have got out of, out of the Greeks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, well, I won't name names, but a, a few ex-teammates went over and enjoyed playing for some second-tier nations. And when I asked that question, how serious was it? Like, uh, we seriously planned a lot of parties. I'm okay. <laughs> We won some games. One of them ended up in a, a, a finals game they weren't planning on, and then obviously got dusted. But yeah, they certainly said it was a, a great experience. In particular, obviously, if you're going on tour over there, it's basically like a Kentucky for grown men. <laughs> but they, I think those McGillis would be a good example of this. But there is a lot of players who, in an international setup, will be like. Billy McGillis senior player doesn't seem like it will come to be the most readily um, expected thing, but like he's going to have to go and be like they're going to chuck him the ball. If you're Greek, you're going Lachlan, you stand there and you just get Billy where he needs to be and let's hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of other guys that you have come across. Well, you have got um, you look at the Rennie boys at Newtown as well, and then there's a kid. Have you come across Khaled Rajab? 
from the Bulldogs. I coached him. We had him. Oh, I had him. I had one him of my favourites. So he um he turned up like looking about forty. Um, and because his last name is um, he said said oh you know is it Khaled 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 he goes I'll oh, just call me DJ. I said okay DJ Khaled. <laughs> he um. He, t- he, t- he wasn't late, but I was like, this guy's pretty casual. Um, and he turned. He actually was five, ten minutes late out into the field. So I tore his head off before he even got into a drill. Um, but I think he played two games for us. First game, he was okay. And the second game, he got me into the match and killed it. And the Jersey flag coach said, no, we'll have him back, thanks. So <laughs> that was the last we saw of him. But, um, yeah, very, very talented. He was, only, he, was, he was only 18 last year when he was playing for us. And then... This year he played, yeah, almost a full season in cup. So uh, he's he's tough. Like he, anytime I've sort of seen him play against man, he's tough. He gets his body in front, and he's very very skillful. Like he's got the ability to run and kick and pass. So yeah, he's an exciting player. I think we're going to see him. I mean, I hope he gets on the field because I've seen him play, and he is. You look at him, and you go, well, firstly when he was playing twenties, he looks about forty five mm. from a distance because yeah. he's got a big beard or a ponytail. Yeah, and he um, but he's he looks tiny. He looks absolutely well, the Rennie, tiny. The Rennie boys were uh, our Mounties boys as well. Like they, they only went to Newtown this year. So prior to that, they'd been at Mounties for I don't know how long, but they were sort certainly rusted into the woodwork there. So um, yeah, it'll be good to see them go well as well. And will you? I'm just thinking the last one is that will you have faced Josh Cook as well? He was at the Bulldogs, the Nines. He's going to play. I think there's him and a guy called Henry O'Kane. They're going to play for Ireland. I was very disappointed Declan Casey he didn't. He apparently is eligible. But Henry, he, Henry O'Kane from West Tigers. Yeah, he's playing for Ireland. He's a very good player. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd never seen him play. I think he was. Yeah. He, he's only just come up to cup from from flag, and they never yeah. played a flag before the Tigers games. I had him in the West Tigers Pathways Cubs program there for a couple of years, and he was playing at Balmain. Yeah, he's. Good player. I think he did a first grade preseason this year with Brandon Tumuth and Justin Matamua were a few of the younger guys who they got wraps on. So yeah, he's good player. Good player. Leg speed, um, like rangy, wiry, um, good length about him, good offload. So he yeah, he'll be handy. Mate, well I think I could uh, I could send spend the next two hours throwing New South Wales Cup names at you because this is this is a uh, very much my happy place is international football in the lower grades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Who cares about that? But yeah, lads, thanks so much for your time, and um, yeah, let's. Uh, uh, I hope that you enjoy the World Cup because I think I'm, I mean I'm going over a week on. I think by the day that this comes out, I'll be listening to it in the airport. So. Um, uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast and we'll, we'll work thanks out the time. Thanks for having us, boys. Pleasure. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with us, boys. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. So he has to... Uh, I start I the podcast. I try, not, I try not to chase him. <laughs> <laughs> so I said that to my Any dog when he did chase kangaroos. Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs>